Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Tuesday, February 8th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. We've got news on the congressional retreats. Number two, what Kevin McCarthy thinks about congressional staff unionizing. And number three, the latest on keeping the government funded. All right, Jake, let's get to it. We are leading Punchbowl News AM with some news about the GOP and Democratic congressional retreats. Yeah, that's right. So a few things to point out here. Number one, uh, the House Democrats have invited Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, the president and vice president, to speak at their annual retreat March 9 through 11 in Philadelphia. The president, though, has not committed to going yet. Uh, This is something that had, you know, we had been uh, talking to people in the Democratic leadership about and uh, also people in the White House. And the president has not committed to go. Uh, Now, will he go? It doesn't doesn't mean he's not going to (laughs) go. No, but I mean, I'm surprised that they haven't committed to this yet. Um, And so were a bunch of our sources. So I was so we thought it was worth kind of laying a marker here. Uh, This is a month away, a month from tomorrow, I guess that is. And um, we'll be there. Some news on on us being there pretty soon. And, um, you know. I'm typically the president would go to this. The uh, uh, president of, uh, you know, it's the House Democratic majority. This is a president of their own party. So you got to guess that they go. Um, You think so, Anna? Yeah, I think it's interesting. I've been talking to some people about this for the past week or so, um, wondering what what's kind of taking so long. I think particularly as you look at, you know, these these conferences get set up. Big, you know, have special speakers. They have different things. I think they're trying to give him some space to figure it out. It's only, you know, an Amtrak in Joe Biden's world away up in Philadelphia. He ain't taking, so he not, ain't taking the Amtrak there. Let's I know, it but way. it's not as if uh, <laughs> it's not as if it's you know it's a, a really hard place to get to. So, um, you know, we'll see if he chooses to do it or not. Of course, you know, former President Barack Obama was you know he went and and did that, and Obama even went in in a very different political era. And, and spoke to the House Republican conference. Yeah, you know, we uh, I was thinking back about this. Uh, George Bush went to talk to House Democrats. Barack Obama went to talk to House Republicans. I, we don't anticipate Joe Biden will be um, uh, attending the uh, Republican retreat, at the which is at the Sawgrass Marriott Resort in Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida, March 23rd to 25th. Um, you know, I, I don't think House Republicans would be too interested in hearing from from Joe Biden at this one, Anna. Yeah, doubtful that he's going to get the uh, the call to attend uh, that. But something we're going to be following pretty closely. We will, as you said, be at both of these uh, retreats, giving uh, our readers and subscribers all the latest news coming out of them. Uh, Let's move on to the number two story of the morning for us. What Kevin McCarthy has to say about congressional staff looking to unionize. This has been something that we've been following really closely. And there's kind of a growing buzz of discussion among aides on Capitol Hill about whether they can or how they will unionize. Um, You know, this has been allowed for more than 25 years, but it's never gained steam. Certainly not in the last, you know, as long as I've been covering the Hill, this seems to be the most momentum that I've ever seen. Yeah. So um, we have seen a uh, an uptick in discussion about congressional aides unionizing, which is uh, noteworthy to say the least. Uh, Nancy Pelosi is for in favor 
of uh, uh, congressional aides unionizing, as is Chuck Schumer. There are a lot of hurdles here. Both both chambers would have to pass a resolution. They would have to. It would just be incredibly complicated. That's not to say it won't happen. We're not um, we're not uh, uh, seers, Anna. We can't predict the future. <laughs> uh, at, le- at least I'd be in a different business if that was the case. Yeah, I'd, I wouldn't mind being a seer. Um, <laughs> if I could find out who's winning the Super Bowl this week, I would. Um, well, anyway, uh, uh, so. Uh, I don't know whether the whether the unionization effort will be successful. Uh, I would have to guess that it, it listen, we could say definitively it's a long way away. I caught up with Kevin McCarthy, the House Minority Leader, and possibly if Republicans take back the majority, the next Speaker of the House. I, I asked him if he was in favor of, of Hill Aids unionizing. He said no, he doesn't believe it would be good for government. So... Um, uh, that is, it's a big deal. I mean, if 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 Hill aides unionized, could House Republicans undo that if they got into the majority? I I, I think that's a, a, a certainly a possibility. No surprise there that McCarthy, who is anti-union uh, for the most part, <laughs> I would say, uh, uh, is against that. I mean, there's also some practical issues that Republicans see. I got a an email from a Republican, Anna, the other day about this. Uh, and this is kind of interesting. I don't think I even told you about this. But this person said to me, you know, if if uh, if people if personal offices unionize or if if aides on the Hill unionize, like what happens? So this is an example somebody gave me. Like, let's say a member of Congress, God forbid, was pulled over for a DUI or had a stroke, but a personal office spokesman said, hey, I'd love to issue a statement, but I'm not allowed to interact with the press until 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. Um, so things like that. This is, again, a Republican who said this to me. So just to, to, for context, Republicans are not, you know, terribly hot on union rights. Um, so if habit of leadership and floor staff unionize and this person said, oh, you want to hold a cloture vote at 1 a.m. so we could complete this bill by Christmas? That sounds great. But I'm, I can't provide services at that hour. Again, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think you're that's going. Uh, there's plenty of unionized companies that figure out how to keep the sure. power on. No doubt about it. And the water running and businesses going, whether or not they run in a nine to five office uh, or a 24 hour cycle. So I yeah, think there's no question about that. There. I just you know, it's it would be interesting to see how a union is. I, I, I completely agree with you. I'm not suggesting that that's the case. I'm just giving one side of the um one side of the equation from a Republican who is presumptively anti-union. But that all said, you know, the interesting thing, Anna, is like how does um, the the Capitol is a really complex place where there are 535 bosses who are the principal employers of, 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 uh, I don't know, thousands, tens of thousands of people. Um, It would be, Figuring that out would take a while. You know what I mean? Like it would take a lo- it would take a while to figure out how a union would work. Who you know? It, it would just take a, a pretty hard, a pretty long time. Yeah, I, we are not. I want to just no. Know, we are not of union us are experts. experts at all. All neither. I just let me stop for one second. Neither of us are experts on uh, unions and and how they organize. So I don't want to kind of speak to whether or not I think this is going to be a long road or not. What I do think I will say I think is interesting here is. If this forces there a, a larger, you know, looking at kind of addressing some of the just institutional challenges that we have talked a lot about on this podcast, we've written a lot about um, whether it comes to, you know, kind of 
just organization of offices, whether it comes to how they do hiring and all kinds of things. And so it'll be interesting to see if this kind of broader union push can also force some other changes that I think a lot of people in the broad strokes would agree uh, there's some challenges on Capitol Hill about. There's no doubt about that. And listen, any any all I'm saying is that we've never seen a union of of Hill aides on, on Capitol Hill. So there's just so much unknown. There's just so much unknown that we that we just simply have no idea how this would work. And but listen, this is um, this is being led. The interesting thing is, Anna, is that this is all we mentioned in the in in the newsletter this morning um, that uh this has been allowed for like a long for you know 25 years and we've not seen it and you have to give credit to like this is all coming up online you know this is just part of a it's just like this is emblematic of kind of like a new wave of workers and a new wave of communicating and it's just really interesting to see, to to see how a new generation um uh, airs its complaints so to speak and airs its grievances online against its employers. And it's it's fascinating to watch in real time. Absolutely. And I would say, I mean, obviously, the DCCC faced this earlier uh, this year. So there is a movement and there has been some, some success on the political side and when it comes to unionization. So um, something that we're going to be watching closely to see how it develops. Uh, let's move on to the number three story of the morning, something that we have been keeping very close tabs on, keeping the government's lights on. <laughs> we continue to see uh, Congress with its slow plotting movement toward trying to figure out a short term funding gap. And it seems like they have a new strategy. Yes, they are. Uh, the House will pass today a, a stopgap measure. Uh, that goes until March 11th. So the can is being kicked, which should be surprising to nobody that has spent any time watching Congress. The idea here is that Congress will spend the next, um, you know, month or so trying to put together an omnibus spending deal, a bill that would cover government funding through the end of the fiscal year or longer, presumably through the end of the fiscal year, and uh, which was the end of September. And... Um, should pass the House pretty easily, then it would go over to the Senate as a message, which means it would it would uh, it would get around the first cloture vote on the motion to proceed, which allows it a little bit of a quicker process in the Senate. The only thing I would I would caution is, is there some movement to hold this up for uh, any sort of pet reason? Uh, uh, there's been some on the right that have suggested of, of defunding the um uh, vaccine mandates. I mean, we've seen things like this before. I don't know that it will catch any steam, um, but this should get through quite easily, I would guess. Um, uh, this is only a stopgap measure, goes for a month. Um, you know, famous last words, Anna, but... Uh, <laughs> I almost said that exact thing. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll see because with Congress, oftentimes the easiest path is not the route that they take. Obviously, as that bill kind of gets its way forward, the appropriators are still working on that omnibus covering 12 annual spending bills, which that legislation is going to be thousands of pages long. And there's a lot more com complexity there in terms of, you know, what else might get attached to it? Is there disaster aid? Is there something around COVID relief funding um, that is going to certainly kind of uh, complicate, if not jam up that entire process? 
Yeah, I, I we spoke to uh, Richard Shelby, Senate Appropriations Ranking Member, yesterday, and and other people on the com- uh, who are involved in the negotiations, who suggested they are close to an agreement on a larger package that would fund government. You know, an omnibus package. They still haven't gotten a top line number, but they say they are closer. You know, famous again, famous last words, but they say they are pretty close to an agreement. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see where that ends up. Perfect. All right. With that, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. Leave us a rating and review. Share the Daily Punch. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.